0: you are locked on redskins your daily washington redskins podcast part of the locked on podcast
1: network your team team. every day every day every all right it is a new episode of the locked on redskins podcast i'm your host chris russell as we round out the week and head into the weekend when we record this um first of all thank you for joining us downloading Um, Please share with a friend, let somebody know, especially if they are a Redskins fan. But if they're a fan of a different team, we've got all the NFL teams covered, Locked On Podcast Network and all, so you can find every single team covered wherever you find the Locked On Redskins podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. But also uh, want to spend uh, a moment here and send a special thanks um, to... The, the guys that, that produced, hosted, uh, and anchored our roundtable discussion on Black Lives Matter that we all used across the network as a special commercial-free episode on Thursday. Uh, so you can still get it if you've missed it. Uh, it is still obviously up there, as all of our episodes are. Uh, it's about an hour and 25 minutes so it's a little bit lengthy but it's really good uh, and again easy to find and, and and a great job you know by David Locke and um, by everybody involved in the process in terms of setting uh, it up, Jay Soderberg, uh, just everybody that was involved. I had nothing to do with it other than posting it as I was instructed to do. Uh, so uh, you know, obviously, uh, kudos to them. And please make sure you listen, share that with uh, somebody that you know, somebody that you care about, somebody that maybe might need a little education, somebody that might need to hear it, somebody might uh, that might just you know want to learn something. Um, Because, you know, basically we had eight of our hosts across different sports. I mean, the NFL was represented, the NBA was represented. uh, But, you know, eight guys that have grown up enduring whatever that they have endured and experiencing whatever they've experienced uh, and sharing that with you. And hopefully you get a little bit of a smile, a little bit... um, comforted uh whatever emotion it might tap into uh, hopefully that is the case uh for you so please go check that out uh that is again available for you it's easy to find uh all of the different podcasts across the network have the same version again it's commercial free it's long um, but it's really educational and it's really well done. So please make sure you go and check that out. All right. So on this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, we have Redskins coach, head coach Ron Rivera. He met with reporters via Zoom earlier this week. Uh, we're going to play it in two parts today. And then we'll finish up with something he started with, a statement about Black Lives Matter uh, and then we will finish up Ron Rivera in terms of the final part on the next episode of the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Plus, in coming episodes, we still have Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaren, uh, and as well Ryan Kerrigan, as the Redskins have made a bunch of people available. Uh, over the last couple of days so you will have all of that still to come in the next you know let's call it three or four different episodes Uh, we'll see how it all kind of shakes out in terms of how we structure it but uh, that is all still to come but let's start this particular episode with part one of Redskins head coach Ron Rivera again we will we chopped off the actual statement part uh, because we will talk about that uh, as we wrap up the show But here he was started uh, in the question and answer period. I think this was one question in about uh, and asked about Adrian Peterson and his plan to kneel and his reaction. Ron Rivera's reaction is right here and right now.
0: Um, My question revolves around Adrian Peterson. He said that he's going to be kneeling during the anthem. Were there any conversations between the two of you all or just. What are your feelings? Obviously, you had Eric Reed on your team in Carolina, but just what was your conversation with him, if any, about this? You know, it's interesting you asked that question. Um, mostly because you know I, I was fortunate enough to have Eric Reed with me in, in, in Carolina. Um, and it was real interesting because we went and decided we were going to sign Eric only on football. We weren't gonna to talk to him about you know, what he was his intent was as far as the uh, anthem was concerned until after. And then he and I had a great conversation. And one thing I did before we we signed Eric and I did it again last week was I read the Constitution. Um, I, I read the, the Bill of Rights, uh, I read the amendments. Um, I even read the oath of office just so I understood everything that I needed to going into this situation. And when Eric and I talked, it, it was it was an eye-opener for me personally. Um, and he also helped me to really, truly understand what the protest was about in terms of taking the knee. And that it had nothing to do with our military, nothing to do with our first responders, had nothing to do with the flag. It all had everything to do with social injustice and brutality, police brutality and, and, and working to get that corrected. And so I, I was I was fine with it. I had no issue with it because of what I had read, because of what you know the, the, the Constitution said, what, what, what the Bill of Rights talked about, you know, the, the right to life, liberty. You know the the right to freedom life and liberty I mean it, it's it's just it's there it talks about these freedoms and these rights that we have and so I, I just I just you know felt that it, it, it it's it, it's their choice it's it's their decision and again I support it because it it's in our constitution and that's what our that's what our military personnel fought for for, for, for our rights for yeah. our for our safety John Kahn Thanks, Rod, and my condolences on the death of your high school coach as well. Um, when you, who else did you seek maybe some input from, and in talking to to help guide you through this? Who were some people that maybe you leaned on? Well, I, I talked to a lot of people to be honest with you. You know, I, I talked to, to several sports psychologists, and, including um, 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 Dr. Page. Um, I talked to a gentleman named Kevin Elko, who I've worked with, you know, from the time I got into the league and, 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 and sought his counsel. I, I, I talked to some, some people in the clergy, including a priest that I've, I've had as, a, um, as, as somebody that lead a fellowship for me between he and I and asked his ideas and thoughts. Um, I reached out to an activist, a gentleman named Tony Porter, who has worked with me when I was in Carolina and, and has worked with the league um, and, and, and sought counsel from him as well. Um, I have a, a friend in, in, um, in Chicago. She's a social worker. She's worked with a program called Task T-A-S-C, Daphne Bale. And, and, and we had a great conversation about those things as well. Um, and I know I'm forgetting some because I reached out for, to a number of people, um, a, clinical, uh, a clinician named uh, Tish Gearn who works with, uh, with the Carolina Panthers who I'd worked with. And I, I, I wanted to talk with her as well and, and, and get some insights and ideas about things. Um, I, uh, I talked to Frank Luntz, um, you know, ab- about it and what he thought and, and just, you know, listening to him as well. I'm trying to check my, my, I wrote a list of people because I knew this going to get to ask this question and I, I can't find the, uh, I can't find my list. Um, cause I don't want to forget anybody, but, but I re- uh, reached out to former police officers. I talked to my older brother, who's, uh, uh Cynthia Cook who's actually uh, one of my wife's best friends and, and has worked on uh, some social initiatives as well in, in, California. Um, I talked to, uh, Mike Jacobs, who's a retired police officer here in, in, in the, in the DC area. So I, I wanted to get ideas and thoughts from folks and, 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 and really, you know, as, as we go forward at this program, be well educated on it and, and, and try to, to make sure we, we hear what our community is telling us. Cause, cause again, you know, this program that we're doing this money that we're, we're, you know, that, that, that Mr. Snyder is putting in is, is, is we're trying to keep it in our community. We're trying to keep it in the DMV so that, you know, we can work with, with, with the local community, to try and find uh, answers or programs that can help find answers. Hey Ron, thanks for taking the time. Um, I wanted to circle back to something you said a little earlier, how you are especially proud of Dwayne Haskins and his work, um, you know, attending the protests. When you took the job back in January, you said you wanted to see more leadership and and Haskins take a a larger role as the quarterback of the organization. Considering everything that's happened this offseason, coronavirus, uh, all the protests across the country, and also trying to work out and get into shape and running, taking over this football team. How do you think Dwayne has handled all of that? i think he's done very well with it you know it's been kind of neat because um you know he'll, he'll send me a text uh sometimes he'll send it to me a little bit late at night so i won't get it till the next morning because i'm usually in bed but you know it, it's one of those things where he, he's he's really taken to what he and i talked about to heart and and i really do appreciate it because it shows maturity as well and and he's a young man who's just learning the game you know came out of college early, obviously. And 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 again, it's just one of those things that as you see him grow and develop, you can see those types of things that you're looking for and that you're hoping that he understands how important it is. I appreciate the attitude and effort he's 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 approached this with, and and really looking forward to seeing him in person. I mean this, you know, I, I mean I I pop in and out of the Zoom meetings. You know, like I said, he and I text back and forth. Uh, we actually we actually um, had a phone call last night. Uh, we talked a little bit about. About things and how things are going for him, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see you know see him in person when we get an opportunity to get back together as a football team.
1: Michael Phillips.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioning just the the difficulty and Zoom and all that, and and it sounds like uh, you know it might be training camp before you get the whole team together. What what does that do in terms of your timeline of getting ready for the season, and what do you need to impart to the players now and then in an accelerated training camp as well? Well, Michael, you know, this is this is the second time I'll have gone through this where, where I've not been able to work with our, 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 our team uh, until it's time for training camp. So I'm definitely looking forward to that opportunity. Um, you know, our, our guys have been great about it. The, the attendance that we've had on, on on the Zoom meetings has been very good, very, very good. I'm, I'm really pleased with that. Um, and it just... You know, again, just feels like our guys are understanding what it takes. The hardest part and the toughest part will be on the on the players coming back as far as their conditioning and preparation for for training camp. More so than it'll be the mental aspects of the game. That's the thing that we'll be concerned with. So that will be interesting to see how they come back. You know, obviously when we get the guys back, we'll do some conditioning testing just to see where our guys are, and then from there we'll go with our approach. Um, the thing that we are is that we're, we're we're prepared in terms of I've got all the scheduling done I've got all the all the uh, the, the, the itineraries uh, in place and I've got the uh, practice scripts ready to go I've given them to our coordinators, um, special teams, offense, defense and they're starting to script those and get those ready In fact they should probably be done sometime in the next few days uh, that we'll have everything in place and then we'll just adapt them to 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 what happens um, You know there's a whole new set of protocols that the league is coming out with that we're going to have to follow In fact we have a meeting this afternoon on it. Which I'll be going over with our with our um, with our support staff personnel, our trainers, our our um, our videos people, our um, our, um, our equipment manager, um, and uh, my director of football operations, Paul Kelly. So we'll go through all those things and and check those those boxes in terms of what we need to make sure we're we're ready for. So it's going to be an interesting start to the uh, to, to to training camp, but again, we're still looking for guidance from the
1: NFL and NFLPA as we start preparing for this. All right, so that is Redskins head coach Ron Rivera, part one. Coming up, part two. You'll hear his response to David Aldridge's question uh, about how he's dealing with his team, which obviously is made up and consists of African-American players, black players, uh, and white players. And Ron as a minority head coach, as a Hispanic head coach. Um you know, kind of blending and melding all of that together. So you will hear that coming up next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell with you right here on LOR, Rock Auto and RockAuto.com. That's right. We've been telling you about them for the last week and a half or so. And if you've got an old car like mine, I have 180,000 miles on it. And it's not going to pass inspection. Uh, The tires are getting worn. Catalytic converter is not going to allow it to pass the admissions. So I got to do something about it, right? I can go and spend $15,000, $20,000 on a car, on a new car, or I can try and get it fixed on my own and keep it going. And here's what I decided to do. I'm going to try and get the parts that I need through rockauto.com, right? Because I have a mechanic, I have a mechanic friend, and he can help me kind of keep my car running and save me a lot of money, especially during this unstable time, right? Nobody wants to be poking out, again, $15,000, $20, dollars $25,000, whatever it might be, for a new car. A family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything you need. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car and truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Rockauto.com. All right, and if that isn't enough, why don't you guys try Built Bar? That's right. BuiltBar.com is a chocolate protein bar that tastes awesome. If you're looking to save on carbs, save on sugar, Get a healthy protein alternative that tastes delicious in so many different flavors. Uh, Whatever your flavor profile uh, is. I had a chocolate raspberry bar uh, just earlier today, actually, uh, and it did the trick. I mean, I didn't think I really would love raspberry. I got it in my variety box. Tasted damn good. Tasted damn good. Um, So make sure you guys go check out what... Built Bar has to offer you so many different flavors, so many different varieties, real fruit, excellent flavors. And again, low in sugar, high in protein, low calories, a good tasting post-workout bar is always the proper recipe, right? You don't need fries if you have a Built Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll save $10 off your first order. Do it right now, BiltBar.com. And use the promo code Locked On to save $10 off. BiltBar.com. All right, I'm Chris Russell, back with Ron Rivera, part two. Let's get out to him quickly. David Aldridge asking the first question. Coach, thanks for this. Um, I was wondering, as you talk to your players about what's going on in this country the last few weeks, not only what are you listening for from your players in terms of what they need and what their concerns are, but what are you hoping specifically your white players might want to do to be allies with regard to this going forward,
0: both both internally and perhaps publicly as well? Well, you, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think the biggest thing, more so anything else, you, you want to make sure that 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 all non-African-American players, all non-black players are listening to what's being said. They're listening to 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 what. They they the the, the, the African American, the black player is seeing and feeling. Um, that way you can have empathy, you can you can have somewhat of an understanding. You really can't understand because you're not in their shoes. But if you can feel their pain, listen to their pain, I, I think that helps you. And I think it also shows them that you care about them, that you want to help. And for everybody to come together, I think the change can be made. I think the things that we need to do to to go forward from here, you know, from where we are today, um, can happen because, because, because again, the more people you know involved, I, I think the better off the opportunity is, and the better the chances are to, to to really do some something with some actionable change.
1: Hey, Ron, just to to follow up on on what Michael asked you earlier. How productive have have these virtual off-season meetings and things been for you? And like what have the challenges kind of what have the challenges been for you of holding all this virtually that you need to kind of address and cast?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing more so than anything else is, is we have nothing of our own to teach off of in terms of practice tape. That's the hard part. You know, we we've had to, you know, and, and again, kudos to the coaches for going out there and, and finding the clips, the 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 cut-ups. That match what we're installing in terms of the style of play. You know whether it's an offensive play, a defensive play. Um, you know Nate uh, Caxar, our, our, um, our special teams coach, a little bit of advantage because a lot of his videos that I've watched is really us. It's, it, it's 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 the players from last season, uh, his scheme from last season. He's been able to use those types of clips. You know I've watched Scott Turner, and a lot of his clips have been you know from when we were in Carolina. Um, they have been able to take some of the plays that this team ran last season. And use them because they're very similar in formation, motion, blocking scheme, uh, running play or pass play. Defense has been a little bit difficult. Um, it's been a mix of several different teams when you watch the, uh, the 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 teaching tapes that our coaches have been using. That's probably one of the hardest things. But kudos to those guys for coming up with different ways to 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 to, to get the point across to our guys. Um, one of the hard things too is is you know the the virtual period is, has gone a lot longer you know than 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 we had we had hoped for. Love to been in, in in phase two or phase three by now with the players on the field, um, but our coaches have come up with, with different ideas, different ways of, of doing things. There's a game that you can play as a question and answer type game that you can set up through this app. Our coaches have used that, jumped onto that, and done very well with it. You know, they they do powerpoints through this stuff where they can drop in information. Um, they've got plays that have been drawn up that that our our, our IT guys, our, our excuse me, our IT guys are. Our uh, interns—not our interns, but our quality control coach—excuse me—have been able to design and put them into the programs for our coaches to use during teaching. Um, and then the hard part too is—is—we're is getting a little bit repetitive, a little redundant, and um, so it, it, it's been—you know—almost to a point where we're going to oversaturate these guys, and you know we have to be careful with them.
1: And standing. Hey Ron, um, in in regards to some of these practices, obviously by now under normal circumstances, we would have seen you guys out on the field several times and would be able to have a sense of how you know some how you're using certain guys and some rotations, things like that. Uh, especially like say linebacker or offensive tackle. What are some specific positions or players that you have seen where maybe more of that challenge has come in without uh, having actual practices on the field? Well,
0: you hit the nail on the head right away. I mean, it's obviously going to be left tackle. Um, you know, the other question for us is, you know, is is is, is where is Schweitzer, where is um, where is uh, Martin going to fit in terms of, of, of opportunity to be a starting guard? You know, that'll be a heck of a competition. Our tight end position, you know, I like the guys that we have. I think we have good quality football players that can help us obviously uh, do what we want to do on the offensive side. Defensively, you would have loved to see how the linebackers have gone and things have done. Uh, Ryan Anderson is a young man that we obviously got to find a, a, a home for. We got to find how we can use Ryan with his particular skill set. Um, so, and then again, what's our depth going to look like at, uh, in the secondary? I mean, we, we've got some quality guys. Now we just got to figure out the best way to use them. Uh, Want to see where our, our, our young receivers are. You know, the, 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 there's so much that's been written about Terry and the rest of those young guys as to, to the success they had last year in terms of their development. So where are they in that development? Um, the running back situation, obviously, you know, I, I, I had an opportunity to, to look out the window and see um, Darius Geist the other day working out, uh, you know, on his rehab. And it's been kind of cool to watch him, um, you know, looking forward to seeing Adrian, uh, you know, being young as ever. And um, really excited about the quarterback position. I really do. I think we're going to have a heck of a battle. Um, it, it, it's going to be an interesting, very interesting thing to, to watch. And, you know, and obviously where Alex is as well. Sam Fortier. Hey, Ron. Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. I'm kind of wondering, you know, we know you didn't want to do your first team address uh, over Zoom, but I guess what did you do to to kind of compensate for it being virtual? And then how do you feel like it, it went overall? Um, well, what, what I was able to do was, you know, I had a PowerPoint and and was able to use that, drop that in. Um, that way I could make sure I touched all the points with the players in terms of what they can expect from us and what we expect from them um try to make sure everybody understood what the vision was here uh and now going forward and that is to, to to develop a sustainable winning culture um and, and you, you know it's something that i've talked about and i'll continue to talk about because i think it's very important that everybody understands and everybody's on board and everybody buys into what the vision is uh, as we go forward as a football team I thought it went well. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I really didn't like the, the the fact that you know we, we did a a Zoom conference um, twice. You know, once with the players and then once with the the, the employees, the rest of the organization, uh, and players included, to to talk about this the situation, the circumstances that have come up a little over two weeks ago. I mean, it, you know, it, 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 it's really disappointing for me personally. And that, that that's how I did it. I would have much rather been able to do it in person and see everybody and you know, and, and get a feel for the room. I mean, I, I just think it's real important that, you know, you get a chance to, to see everybody, talk to everybody face to face. Thank you, Haley. Hey, Ron, Pete Haley with NBC Sports Washington. We saw the video of you late last week, walking back into the facility with your, your sweet custom mask, by the way. So what's it like just being back in the building and do you feel like you can get more done now that you're in your office as opposed to working from home? Um, well, no, not necessarily. I, I, I I have gotten a lot more done since I've been back in the office, but the pace of things that, and, you know, working from home, working from my basement was, was, was very good because first of all, our IT guys did an outstanding job of setting me up with everything I needed. Um, and so I was able to work from there. It's just that, you know, your focus is a little bit different at home. Um, you know, because usually when, when you're done, you know, when we're done with the virtual meetings, um, you know, then I get the question or I get the comment. Hey, I need you to do this or I need you know, coming from the wife. So here I don't have to worry about anything. Well, I got Paul Kelly screaming about the things that he wants me to do. But that's all oriented towards the football team. Whereas at home, because you know, we moved right during the lockout as it started. So we've kind of had to put our house together in the last few months, you know, without being able to have the extra help, you know, inside and everything like that. Um, and so that's kept us really busy. But being back in the office has given you know, me the opportunity to really dive into uh, the things that I needed to in terms of finishing all the scripts, finishing all the itineraries, finishing um, all the scheduling. Um, and then also having Paul Kelly in the office next to me, having him be able to come over and we can talk about the things that we have to set up next, the meetings that we have to have. That's the other thing is we're, we're able to have these meetings um, you know, we've got to do the social distancing, so we use our, 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 one of our big rooms and we put different guys, you know, but, and so we talk a little bit louder, uh, you have to because you've got your mask on, but we've been able to meet and talk about these things and we'll have another one today at, at one o'clock as we discuss going forward with the, with the
1: new protocols. All right, once again, that is Ron Rivera, parts one and two from earlier this week, meeting with DC reporters, uh, courtesy of Redskins.com. Also, thanks to my buddy Brock Plyman over at 106.7 The Fan uh, for getting that sound for us and getting everything turned around. Again, part three of Ron Rivera, because he spoke so long, will be in the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. On this episode, we return in just a moment with some thoughts on how Ron opened up his press conference. You didn't hear this part. Uh, We will get that to you shortly, right here on LOR. All right, once again, it is Chris Russell for our friends at Built Bar. That's right. We told you about them earlier in the show. We'll tell you about them now. Built Bar is the way you want to go. If you are a workout fiend, and I'm not a workout fiend, but, you know, walking three-plus miles a day, you get hungry, right? They have 16 amazing flavors. Built Bars are protein bars that taste like a candy bar, a chocolate bar, right? Eight chocolate nut-based flavors. Eight chocolate nut-free flavors. 100% chocolate. Soft, easy to chew, so you don't have to worry about your teeth or anything like that. If you're looking to save calories, if you're looking to to gain extra protein in what you eat. Try the peanut butter brownie. That's the one I'm doing right now. I have a big box, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, which is higher than most because most are 110, 120 calories, but only three grams of sugar and three grams of net carbs. Or the mint brownie, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, ding, 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 four grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. Carbs. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, and you'll save $10 off your first order. Use the promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com right now. All right, guys, we are back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, and we are running way late, so we have to keep this short. I'll just say this, um, and maybe we'll play. Uh, Ron Rivera's statement uh, at a later point, um, so much has been made of it. I, I you know, I, I think it's important, uh, and clearly he addressed the matter several times throughout the parts that you just heard, but here's the thing that you need to know the most. Ron Rivera made an organization that has done everything it can to look bad over the last 28 years. He made them look good. He represented them. He... Did it in a dignified way, in a caring, thoughtful manner. He's smart. He's mature. He's a real live adult and a real-life professional. And his leadership, his vision, his way of being and treating human beings is going to go a long way towards helping this franchise out. It may not translate to wins and losses. There is no guarantee on that but it's going to go a long way to helping reshape the image of this football franchise. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Have a great rest of the weekend. I'm Chris Russell. Adios.